It is time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is a Temple Ticker episode of the Cultural Hall, which means everything that you will hear in this episode is all about temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or or temple adjacent. I uh, I suppose we could lump into that uh, meeting houses, uh, visitor centers, uh, missions, I think we could do. Uh, big deal in my ward this week, Corey. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, well... I shouldn't say that I know this for sure, but I'm 99% based on how I asked the question of my bishopric. There are three wards that are meeting on Sunday morning. We're all meeting at the same time. And uh, I looked at where our particular wards are. They're shrinking them. The three wards are going to become two wards, which is great because we go to church in like at like seven o'clock at night on Sunday night. So I'm excited (laughs) that now we can go to church at a normal time and not have to wait till next year. Well, yeah. But uh, as uh, many people will, uh, you know, experience or have experienced before, I guess what happened in in my particular area because I'm I'm old Taylorsville. They split the mm-hmm. ward uh, with 4800 South, which is a main thoroughfare. They split the the ward a while back, and there were several people that said, "I'm not going to church with the people south of 4800 South." I don't want to go to, I don't want to worship with those people. And so literally, I guess they said they lost about 10% when they changed the ward boundaries before. So I'm curious to see with this change, what will happen. But my ward, I mean, it's like 80, 85 people. We can't do that. So bigger ward. Let's make yeah, um, three wards too. I'll, yeah. Just back in like December, the the building that I go to, the the main ward combined with another ward to come over here um here in Salt Lake City and the meeting house where the Richard Ward was meeting um they're just they're closed it so there's gonna be no I don't know what they're gonna do at the meeting house they're gonna sell it or demolish it or what it's a Uh, temple (laughs) it's too it's a very small meeting house listen it's probably a very small temple it's probably the smallest um parking lot I've seen in a church building in Utah so um, I can see why they probably chose that building to close Sure, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, especially in the inner sort of Salt Lake area, there's a lot of ones. I remember one, uh, I went with a work colleague, not a member of the church, or hadn't been a member of church for a long time. We went, and there's literally like, park for the bishop, park for the Relief Society, park for the elders, quorum president, and that's literally it. And they had it marked out where it's like, first word bishop, second, you know, second word Relief Society, like there was that many spots and you didn't park there. Everyone would walk or, you know, those kind of things, but we don't have a hierarchy. There's, <laughs> we're no respecter of persons. <laughs> uh, shoot. Okay, Sorry. so temples, like some pretty cool, uh, exciting things. And one thing that even surprised me, I'll uh, bring it up when we get to the thing that surprised me. But uh, we go first to the Red Cliffs Utah Open House. Yeah, at the end of January, the Red Cliffs Utah Temple um, opened for tours to the media. Um, it's the second temple in St. George. It's just like barely in the city limits. If you remember, this temple was announced as the Washington County Utah Temple, and that was just, obviously just a placeholder name. So they picked a prettier name, I guess. Um, yeah, the tours were led by uh, Hugo, Mar- Hugo Martinez, who's in the area presidency, and then uh, Sister Tamara Reno was there as well, giving tours to the media. Um, and we got our first look into what the temple looks like. And I can tell you, if you've been to the Saratoga Springs Utah Temple, mm-hmm. it's a twin temple because it's very similar. 
um, but a little bit different color scheme and decorations and everything. Any sort of uh, conspiracy uh, beyond just like a name change as far as it was an announced Washington and then became Red Cliffs? Um, no? I think there's probably there's probably some point in where the temple department kind of determines of like, hey, well, we already have a temple in this city, so maybe we should name it something else. Um, so um, I think just naming it St. George Red Cliffs or... But like, if you say Washington County, you'd assume it's in the county limits, but like it's not. And so, um, and there's a city called Washington, Utah. Sure. So it would be confusing that it's not in there, but it's not the first time that the church has built a temple in a city where it's not named after. Yeah. Don't get us started about that temple down in Texas for crying out loud. I don't know what their deal was. So <laughs> Torreon, that's in really Gomez Palacio in another state than Torreon, but whatever. Uh, also, um, worth, also worth noting that uh, uh, apparently Elder um, Martinez has uh, has uh, settled down a little bit as far as the tour goes. Well, he used to start his tours and say, "My my name is Hugo Martinez. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to learn about how you can baptize." For anyway, he apparently calmed that joke down. Only did it. Well, a couple I think times. there is there is a there's a Hugo Martinez also. Yep. In the 70. So I'm sure he gets that a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, of course he does. So uh open, we like it. It's uh when does that sucker get dedicated? Uh, I think it's the middle of March. Okay. Um it's gonna be Elder Iring that um our president Iring goes down on March 24th. Um if you're wondering what the uh themes of the temple are, um they actually used a lot of desert plants such as the dwarf barklock poppy. And as well as, um, which is actually an endangered plant hmm. to the area. So um, hopefully that sticks around. And um, I don't know. It's a gorgeous plant. Uh, also, if you're a Latin uh, fan, it's the Arctomicon Humilis. The, the theme of the temple going. There's also <laughs> awesome things. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also Indian paintbrushes, cottonwood leaves, uh, pomegranates, and other succulents. They use a lot of purple, green, gold oral colors um they i like really like the arches that they have in the, some of the windows um in the celestial room and in the one big ceiling room um i can tell that it, it looks like the saratoga springs temple because it's about the same size rooms but instead of like a kind of a more square windows they use these arched windows so a little bit you know a little bit different than what um they used at the other temple I know for some people that are pretty familiar with the area that whole part of uh washington county used to be nothing but uh like you know fields and farms and and nothing and now even since the time that they announced the the red cliffs temple to you know now almost dedicating it the growth in that area is just unreal yeah i bet well, i bet one of the names that they chose they were considering was probably washington fields because this area is called washington fields but i think in just a couple of years the fields are going to be gone so yeah <laughs> The Washington uh, residential uh, sub sub. I don't know. Uh, okay, so where else do we go? What what? Uh, oh, we go to Tennessee. I like this. Yeah, there was a temple groundbreaking in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, it was on January twenty seventh. Um, I think what was his name? I think it was the general authority that was there was Elder Shane M. Bowen. He's a counselor there in the south. 
um, yeah, and they met at a local meeting house and did all this talks and everything. And then a group of elite people went to the temple site to get those golden shovels and turn over some dirt because yeah. it was kind of raining, raining that day. And so they didn't, I guess, invite the whole crowd to, to gather there. But let's do it quick. Yeah. We hauled in this dirt. We might as well break <laughs> this dirt that's already been here that was laid out on top of a green carpet, everyone. I just wish we would do it for real. I know we've lamented this before. I just want them. I want to know that that elder and sister so and so can both feed a shovel into the ground. That's what I want to know. And if if there's if it's too rocky, okay. But if it's dirt at all, let's let's put both feet on a shovel and put it in the ground. It did used to be a little bit more less ceremonial. Um, actually, back in like the seventies or the eighties. There was a famous groundbreaking picture where I think it was uh, like it was one of it's like Mary and G. Romney or, or one of those people in the first person say back then that actually took out a backhoe and started digging a big hole. Oh, that's for, I think, awesome. The River Temple. So they, they knew what they were doing. They were actually getting a head start, not just the ceremonial stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to see Elder Nelson or President Nelson behind a backhoe? <laughs> that 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 would make the news. And I'm going to try and find that picture while you're telling me uh, anything more about uh, Tennessee or we're moving into Casper, Wyoming. Yeah, that's, um, there's been a lot of announcements coming into the newsroom the last couple of weeks. Um, the Casper, Wyoming temple, there's been a dedication announced for this temple. Um, they'll have a dedication on October 13th. So this is the first one announced for the fall. Uh, Quinn Cook will be the person to preside over that dedication and they'll have an open house before then from august 29th to september 14th so this is the second temple to be built with a um modular temple design they put all the pieces together onto the foundation and then put the the outside stone and everything so yeah this was the 10th dedication uh, announced on for this year there'll probably be some more there'll be a lot more in the fall i'm i'm, I'm sure of that um yeah, and tentatively it will be number 196 of the temples of the church. Any Assuming idea? Assuming that no one like jumps in line. Yeah, any idea what you think the 200th will be? Yeah, there's been some shuffling around in progress. Um, I think that the ones that I thought before may not be anymore. Um, maybe San Pedro Sula, Honduras, Tallahassee, Florida, Salvador, Brazil, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Are any Mendoza, of those? Argentina. Any of those uh, specific that would make a more obvious choice for uh, a 200? Um, no, honestly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so, I'm, I'm trying to find this picture. I can see uh, there's, there's a, you know. I know I saw oh, it like wait, in there history, it is. But... There it is. There it is. Who is that? I found it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's President Kimball on top of a front loader. <laughs> oh, my nice. gosh. <laughs> that is rad. That is the way that we should do those things. That is the way that it needs to be done. Come on. Okay. I'm going to see if I can steal that picture and not get sued. Maybe we can share it with folks. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm, I am no longer distracted anymore, but I, but I think, I think they're going to pull a, I think they're going to pull a fast one on you. And I think we're going to have something significant or something maybe that we don't know is significant when we go to do the 200th, I don't think that they can let it go where it's just like, maybe they do the 200th on the, on the, um, on the weekend of uh, fall general conference. They'll make a deal out of it. 
You can't not make a deal out of 200. Okay, I'm waiting. Let's see. Okay. Let's All see right. it. Uh, so then what we go to... Oh, does Elder Cook have any sort of connection to uh, Wyoming? Um, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Okay, okay. Maybe... I don't know. I actually have no idea. So we'll see. Maybe he had, I mean, I'm sure most of them have pioneer ancestors that went across the plains. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so then Manti, and I'm still trying to get our invitation to this, by the way, so that we can get in and, and be able to oh, check nice. out the, um, the Manti Utah temple before the, before yeah, the common folk get to. <laughs> and it would be good because it's only going to be like a less than a three week open house, which is, you know, small for Utah and especially small for Pioneer Temple where a lot of people have connections to this. But I think maybe the calculation is that, you know, it's just a rural area of Utah. Not as many people, we as many crowds that are going to be willing to make the drive there. But um, what's also unusual is that they have announced that they'll have a re one single rededicatory session at 5 p.m. on April 21st. Um, and this is unusual because normally they have two sessions and they're during like normally one at nine o'clock and one at like 12 o'clock mm -hmm. and it they cancel church services for everyone in the area so they can attend um but they announced that it'll be at 5 p.m don't cancel church go do everything as normal mm -hmm. um and, and and i haven't announced who's going yet so um i mean my strong suspicion is that president nelson would like to do it sure um when he uh did the groundbreaking for the be from utah temple he touted his uh, all four of his grandparents were from the valley. Um, so I think, you know, that's that's where he has family connections. So I think he'd like to go down there to rededicate the temple, just kind of barring whatever health um, circumstances he's in at the time. And with it still being a couple months out, do you think that the, it's so touch and go, not like he's on, you know, on death's door, but it is so touch and go that they're like, listen, we don't want to say that it's going to be him and then not be able to to deliver. Do you think that that's what it is? I would assume so because like, you know, just not a day after his 99th birthday, he was pretty vigorous and everything. And then he fell and he was really limited in his mobility. And there has been pictures of him, you know, going back to the office, meeting with people. So I think he's on the ups, but you know, you never know what happens in three months. Yeah. When you're 99. <laughs> yeah. The other thing uh, that's uh, pretty significant and I found out why they're doing the 5 PM. Do you know why? Tell me. I haven't heard. So they, uh, so many people in the Manti Valley still have the Manti pageant memorized. They're going to launch it one last time. And it's going to culminate in the dedication of the Manti temple. So there on the hill, just <laughs> in it. front of the Manti temple, uh, they're going to uh, have everybody be there and then dedicate it that way. Very cool. Uh, a strange move for the uh, church to to lean into something like that. A little out of the box. Uh, no, they won't be doing that. The Manti pageant script is buried in the hill, and hopefully the angels took it away <laughs> so that no one can ever find it. Yeah, I think if you were to read it back in 2024, there would be some interesting conversations to be had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Orlando, uh, Molt, is that why we're doing this again? I have no idea. Um, it looks like about, you know, we had the San Diego Temple close. Um, it's built around the same time it was dedicated. Orlando was dedicated in 1994. So um, it looks like these big temples are getting about their 30, 30 mark, 30 year mark. Um, it's kind of up for, for renovation. And so um, it seems, you know, it's still kind of a newer building, but um, I guess it, it is, they think that it's needed to have, um, you know, some renovations. Uh, it used to be the only temple like south of Atlanta for a long time. But now there's a temple in Fort Lauderdale. Um, there's one that's been close to being finished in Tallahassee, and there's also been temples announced in Tampa and Jacksonville. So I think, um, yeah, 
the double doors will be served while it's closed. Good, 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 good. Uh, let's see. How about we go? Oh, I don't know. How down? How about down to Mexico? Yeah. Um, they announced a groundbreaking and they released a rendering for the San Luis Potosi Mexico Temple. Um, it'll be on March 9th. And Elder Sheen or Sean Douglas, there's actually he actually he's, he's a Salt Lake City native that doesn't have a middle initial. Okay. So Good. very interesting. Good. <laughs> I know. I know there was talk this week about oh why doesn't uh, Elder Curran have an initial even though he has a middle name? He's like oh it's just us Brits don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, apparently this guy from Salt Lake City doesn't do that either. So. And and I didn't know that uh, Elder Suarez has a ghost S. Did you read that? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. It's so, so this is real. So I make up a lot of crap and spout it like it's truth, but this is actually something that I read that in uh, some instances, he has been introduced as Ulysses S. Suarez. And he's like, I don't know where they got the S from. I don't have a middle name. <laughs> someone, someone just wanted to give me a middle initial. And so they I call think... it a ghost S, but his name is just Elder Ulysses Suarez. There's no think, middle initial. I think they think his middle name is Ulysses, Ulysses, and then Suarez, Suarez. I don't know. Yeah, it just all yeah. gets Ulysses, Ulysses, and then the S is the, <laughs> I don't know. But it is a ghost S. I've never heard of that. So I'm, I've am i decided if I ever become uh, an apostle, so we don't have to worry about what I'm about to say, uh, I'm just going to have a bunch of ghost initials. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, the San Luis Potosí Temple, uh, March 9th, they'll have a, a very Spanish glowing design, um, really appropriate for the city, um, that it's in. It's kind of an off color, um, white with a kind of an orange terracotta dome or not dome, but like a cupola. Um, and it looks a lot like the, the Cali Columbia Temple. If you've seen that rendering, it's almost like a twin, all, almost like to the T, all the details are pretty similar, except for some of them on the top of the temple. So. Uh, and, and people, then, I, I should say this though, people need to make sure that they go to the show notes, um, because you have links to all of these. So if you're like, what is he talking about? What's a cupola? I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, what does this temple look like compared to this? All of the links are available in the show notes. So make sure that you go through and click through that. Even if you just want to make a quick click through and be able to go, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Or I suppose I should have said this at the beginning, you can follow along and be able to click and see as we're talking about them. So, so there, show notes. Yes, good plug. And you want to see them because there's also been renderings released in two temples in Brazil, the Natal Brazil temple um, and the Terracina Brazil temple um, got renderings. Um, in Natal, it's a, a one-story, um, kind of a modern design, light granite, um, kind of a diamond-shaped spire. And then um, the Terracina is a two-story, um, pretty similar color granite. Um, they'll have arched windows. And then the spire kind of looks like a, a trumpet with like this a stick poking out of it. So that's kind of interesting. They've been hmm. more creative. They've been more creative about the the fine, the, the, the kind of like the toppings of the temple before now that Moroni's not on there. So it's kind of interesting. They just um, take his horn and turn it sideways. And they're like, we don't have Moroni, <laughs> but we have a trumpet. That's right. <laughs> Um, these two temples, like, you know, the style of granite and everything look pretty similar to the other two that were released in Londrina and uh, Ribeirão Preto. Um, so I think they're kind of going with the style there in Brazil. Hmm. 
And then we go to Peru. Other yeah. uh, sites announced. These are just the sites, not groundbreakings, not any of this, but just like, and the temple shall go here. Exactly. Um, the one in Cusco will go um, on a two and a half acre site. Um, and it's going to be about a 10,000 square foot temple. Pretty small. Um, it's going to go. Yeah. This is probably, I think, my favorite temple site in a long time because um, Cusco is a very historic city. We know that the, it was the center of the Incan Empire, some of the ruins around there. Um, and this um, kind of city was Spanish, uh, it was established by the Spaniards. It's a very historic downtown with a, a you know big cathedral and everything. And this temple will only be a few blocks from that historic downtown. Mm. Um, it's going to be on a hillside. You can kind of you can look out and see the whole city. Um, right above the temple will be is um, located a, like a Hilton Garden Inn. And Perfect. this garden, this garden will probably have the best. Well, will have the best view of the temple for sure, because um, uh, it's just right there above there. Um, just also above the hill is like a kind of a historic church. There's a, a plaza and everything. Um, just to the west of the temple, there's um, they're called they call them callejones. It's like a, a small. St it's a street that's very um, uh, steep. You kind of have to climb up there, but once you climb up there, there's like this really cool arch that you can, um, it's kind of like the gate to the city that you can look out and see the whole city from there. And there's, you know, a bunch of tourist shops and everything. So um, there'll definitely be a lot of um, tourists and people familiar with the site that will see the temple. Um, and it's kind of a, the hillside is kind of steep. And so I'm kind of curious to see how they decide to place the temple um, and what kind of design they choose. Well, and also, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't, uh, you didn't mention the Yokomo restaurant Cusco. You can get some sushi just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is what you get when you have the show notes. You can click and follow along and be able to see exactly what it's talking about. I think it's crazy that it seems like it's one of only uh, like a couple green spaces in the area. And now the the temple and I would imagine parking, you know, will have to need to be there as well. So that green space gone. And yeah, uh, it yeah. looks hilly. I don't know how they're going to, where they're going to, you know. Interesting. Well, Interesting. yeah, it's the, it's the city center in Peru, so you probably won't need as much parking. Um, there'll probably just be a small parking lot. Um, right now, it's kind of already like a parking lot for like buses and stuff that are just mm. sitting on the site. And so um, I think the temple will probably go in that corner where all those um, buses are. It'll be right there on kind of like elevated along the street, um, have a good view of the city. So uh, I'm really excited to see this one. I'm sure it will be a destination temple like Rome or Paris or whatever. Cool. And then another one in Peru. Yeah, this one a little bit more further out in the Amazon jungle in Iquitos. Um, it will be on a, about a two-acre site, um, kind of near a military base there. Um, it's actually where a meeting house for the Sequoia Ward meets, so I think they're going to have to relocate to a nearby meeting house. Um, and that will, the temple will be there. It will be a 20,000-square-foot temple, so twice as big as the one in Cusco. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, and now I'm lost in all these map and aerial views. I'm like, what is that thing over there? Hmm. But you got to start a TikTok channel and do the things. I looked on Google Maps and I found, what is this? And then zoom it in and make up some story <laughs> about what the temple is. Uh, let's take a quick break right now. Uh, when we come back, we got the second half of the temple ticker. We're talking with Corey K. Ward, the Pharaoh himself. More temple news from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Coming back right after this. 
Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com is the website. That is where you go if you would like me to come and DJ your event. Now, uh, will I do a family reunion where you all wear the same t-shirts? You bet I will. Will I travel to wherever you're at? Uh Uh-huh. Am I reasonable as far as what I cost? Yes. Yes. Do I bring a good time? Yeah, all the things. Listen, Best DJ in Utah, it's uh, my company. It's a thing I do that allows me to be able to have the time to do the cultural hall. So if someone's getting married, uh, you think, man, they need a great DJ. You're throwing a party, whether it's a 50th or 60th or 40th or 20th or whatever the party is. I've done them all and would love to be able to do that. An anniversary party, certainly done those. I did a baptism in 2023. Yeah, we did a big dance party at a baptism. Spoiler, not a Mormon baptism, but it was fun nonetheless. BestDJinUtah.com is a website. I will get back to you within 24 hours with a quote. Come on now. BestDJinUtah.com. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop and they start at only $29 a month. Here in the second half of the Temple Ticker with Corey K. Ward, be sure to become a Patreon saint. Go to Patreon.com forward slash The Cultural Hall. We're doing the, uh, the book club. The Cultural Hall Book Club, where we're going to be reading At One Mint. That's Thomas McConkie's new book. And uh, coming up, I think, the second uh, Sunday in April, he's going to meet us all in a Zoom call. If you are a Patreon saint, if you've read the book and you want to ask questions of Thomas, spoiler, you don't actually have to have read the book to be in a part of that. You just have to be a Patreon saint. So if you've, there's a, been a question you've always wanted to ask Thomas, you can certainly pop in and do that. Uh, but you've got to be a Patreon, Patreon site. Go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Now, this is the news that supi- surprised me uh, of the week. The fact that we got any sort of Salt Lake Temple update. Yeah, there was kind of a big um, ceremony commemoration because they put basically the highest uh, beam that will be on top of the temple. Um, so this is a pretty uh, a traditional commemoration whenever they're building a tall building. Um, usually out of steel beams, whenever they're going to place the last beam that's on the highest part of the building, they kind of have a, you know, a big commemoration about like, hey, we're topping off. Um, Normally what happens is, you know, they sign the steel beam, all the people that were part of it, sometimes like the mayor or whatever. Um, And then uh, they usually, what usually happens is that they they put a flag or sometimes like a pine tree Hmm. for like a couple days on top of that beam to kind of say, hey, we, we just topped out. Um, so that means that, you know, uh, it's getting closer to being finished. These, um, beams underneath the, the spires, um, is kind of, it's kind of a pyramid shaped, um, steel, um, beam that they're going to attach the pieces of granite to. This is so that it kind of stays anchored in case of any movement under the ground that, um, the temple, the spires won't fall off basically. Um, yeah, they'll eventually be a capstone and an angel Moroni on top. Maybe, maybe an angel. No, the church news said yes. Yeah. So 
So if the church knows, news knows anything. Uh, So two things. One, uh, there's a video that they did about this beam. uh, And and I I was like, I wanted to see the beam go in. I saw the signatures and all the things. But it was so funny because the entirety of the video is like, yeah, so uh, first we had to do the... We had to do the ground around, and then we had to do the building. And then, you know, it, they're, it's like they're walking us through all of the things that led to that moment. And then, and then we had to, and now we're able to be here today. And then the next guy's like, well, we had to start with the ground around the, and it's like, guys, we got that. We got it. Let's get to the beam, put it up there. And then the second <laughs> thing, uh, and you probably haven't seen this, but I'm surprised because you live in Salt Lake, so you should have seen this. We did put a flag up there. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs flag. Way to go. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Brother Reed. We're celebrating the big win from uh, from Brother Reed. So congratulations. It's the Lord's team. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 okay. So. Uh, um, oh. Yeah. So unlike, unlike what's happening in Salt Lake, the um, Stockholm Sweden Temple, which is close to renovation, has been demolished. It's right in the middle of um, being demolished um which is kind of surprised because they really originally announced this as a renovation and expansion um but what it really is is a reconstruction so mm. um if you if you're to drive by the stockholm temple right now you just see like half the temple gone it kind of looks like a tornado just like took out half the temple all like the wood beams of the roof are just like sticking out like toothpicks and everything and eventually the whole uh building down to the foundation will be taken out and they'll build a new temple um, right there on top of it um, will be a larger square footage going from like 16,000 square foot to 32,000 um, square feet. Um, and I, I, I've heard some rumors that maybe the reason they did this is because just the foundation wasn't um, great. And so rather than kind of dig a basement underneath it, they just decided to start over. And so I think this is a you know something you'll start to see more um, with renovations is that they'll decide that they just would rather start over um, which is going to be happening to the Purwa Temple in about 10 days and will be closed and eventually demolished as well. And then the Anchorage Alaska Temple as well. Um, they're building a new temple on the side of the site where the meeting house is. And then mm-hmm. eventually when that's finished, the, the old temple will be torn down. So um, it's it, kind of an interesting era of temple renovations that we're going to do. It's interesting, though, with the uh, Sweden Temple, um, similar to like Chicago and some of the other temples that have the, I think uh, Boise has the five spires as well. They're leave, they've left the spires. Now, maybe they'll come out, but it looks like it, two of them, if I was doing a project, I would have taken them out already because the building's sort of on the other part of the land. M- maybe they're going to leave those and, and have that be original. But you're right. It does look like a tornado just came in and went, yoink. And you know, broke the the timbers, and it's it 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 doesn't. It's not like a pile of rubble. It literally looks like half the building, a big you know something ate it, and then took it away, and then left the rest. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what more can say. Yeah, it's just yeah. It is kind of shocking to see you know that not since Nauvoo really has a temple been like demolished like this. So, do you suppose like, or have you heard? Uh, I would think maybe more in Provo. Um, because the higher concentration of Latter-day Saints. Are, do you think there's going to be anything like, get a brick from the Provo Temple? <laughs> um, yeah, if they can get past that fence. I don't know. That would be no, interesting. But I mean, like fundraising or like organizations or like, you know, no. the state presidency is like, hey, you know, we uh, this this was from the original Provo Temple. I, it surprises me that we that we wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. 
perhaps sure. Although, if there's not really bricks in, i don't know we'll just see what type of material that a, a piece of timber listen be creative i'm just <laughs> saying you know yeah. you, it's a it's a like so i'll I give mean, you for instance like the chapel that uh that i worship in my grandparents not only uh helped fund to build but literally helped build if they tore it down i'd take a brick okay yeah, um, they when they took out the annex of the Salt Lake Temple recently, um, President Nelson got it for his gravestone. So his his, his temple, his uh, gravestone's made out of the temple material. So yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's move on because I know we got a bunch of stuff still to get to. Heber Valley, we doing this thing or no? What's happening? Um, yeah, it looks like it's slowly rolling forward. The people that were gathering um, signatures have run out of time, and it looks like um, they only gathered about twenty seven hundred. Um, signatures, 40, uh, 2,400 uh, actually qualified as being um, valid signatures. And they needed um, 3,235 signatures by the, that date. And so the 79 people that were gathering signatures have kind of run out of time. And it looks like they are still pursuing other means to um, push back on the county's decision to approve the temple and the lighting plan. There's a lot, two lawsuits that are currently pending. Um, so we'll have to see, um, where that goes with that. But I think now if the church is in the clear, they'll probably start construction soon. I was just going to say though, these lawsuits aren't, aren't making it so they have to have a stay and they can't start building. They can in fact start building now in Hebrew. It looks yes. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, which is, you know, what is actually been the discussion in Cody, Wyoming. Um, they requested a stay on the construction of the temple, of their approval and the judge said that no you can't have the stay um his the citing of his reason is that the the group that is um the that is doing the lawsuit he said they can't prove any irreparable harm if the temple proceeds um however he can prove that the church will experience irreparable harm if there is a stay um, because they'll have an expense of delaying construction or they have to store the modules off-site and everything and they also say that it would impinge on religious liberty of church members because they wouldn't be able to worship freely. Hmm. Um, so, you know, the Constitution and, and the state of Wyoming, they they really like that religious freedom and um, everything. And so they decided that he decided that the other church is in the clear to continue um, to, you know, pursue construction. They said that um, the people that are um, on the other side of the lawsuit they said their concerns over the temple are based on nothing more than their individual subjective opinions, and they come they only come from just a few member, a few uh, neighbors. And so uh, as this lawsuit um, slowly gets uh, sorted out, the, the, the church is likely a two-step construction. Because he also says that the temple can be you know demolished in the event that the lawsuit were to prevail. So I guess it's not um, irreparable harm. So here's what I think would be fascinating. And I don't know if this is possible with how these modular temples work, but I'd love it if we get like five cranes and they're like, take it up. And we put it up on wheels and we have to slow, we have to slow ride it on the freeway in the middle of the night and every camera, you know, to be able to move the temple. But, you know, I thought, I thought that was the most fascinating part of it. It's like, listen, go ahead and build. But if this lawsuit comes around the other way, we're going to make you take this thing out of here. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I, uh, yeah, I, different than the Heber Valley Temple, the Cody, Wyoming, uh, like correspondence with the different people, I, I know that like the temple is going to be built and it's going to be dedicated 
And then there's going to be a thing where everyone gets to read the things and it's going to be like, yes, of course. There was some, there was, and and not like, um, not horribly malicious, right? Not like I don't, I don't think that someone's making like a ton of money. I think it's probably someone that just was like, yeah, I'd love for my town to have a temple. And so we're going to do these things. I swear. And I have no sort of proof on this that it's just going to be a thing where it'll come out once a temple is dedicated, that it was like this sort of like, yeah, nah, it's okay. So I sort of skewed this a little bit, but it's built. It's dedicated. What are we going to do? We're going to move it now. You're going to take it down. You're going to tear it down. It just, it just feels too shady. Something about it different from Heber Valley. Something just feels a little bit too shady to me about Cody with why they're like, no, don't read that. No, that can't be part of it. No, we, no, I swear. We just thought that it should go there. There's something about it that I'm like, there's someone that did something. I don't know. Spidey sense. <laughs> yeah. Once you get on these local politics levels and everything, you just, you know, you don't know where these decisions come from. And it is an interesting story, I guess, that for some reason has been really like the media has paid a lot of attention to this story where in other communities, it's just not even on the blip. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else that uh, you wish to bring up, anything that you're waiting to hear. Obviously, we're kind of excited about the uh, the uh, 200th temple, whatever that's going to be. Uh, anything that you're looking forward to in that realm? Uh, things that are coming up, things that uh, anything like that? Um, the Pro Temple, yeah, is closing later this month. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what type of I don't know what crowd will gather around or what, how soon they'll proceed on the demolition. And um, yeah, it's the springtime right before, you know, this, these few months leading up to John conference, there's usually a lot of, you know, announcements coming out. So yeah, it should be a busy month. I'm sure we'll chat one more time. Um, but you think in a lot of temples, this uh, general conference? Um, I think so. I think yep. if, as long as President Nelson's there, they'll probably still continue at the same pace. And yep. pushing to 500. Yeah, it seems like construction progress has been picking up. There's more dedication. There's more site announcements. And so I think that the church uh, is kind of mobilizing to to do this. So so the next time we chat, be prepared. You're going to need to do your temple predictions for general conference because we'll probably speak right around St. Patrick's Day 2024-ish and uh, be able to talk about the latest and greatest in the temples of the church. Uh, tell people where they can find your uh, your uh, Facebook page. We'll obviously leave a link for it in the show notes and what it even is if people are first-time listeners. Yeah, it's called Latter-day Saint Chapels Around the World Daily. Um, I take some screenshots of some, uh, basically a stake around the world to kind of show like what type of meeting houses they use and everything. And then I post them one post every day. Um, yeah. And there are other groups that are like that out there, but they suck. Don't go to those ones. Go to Corey's. His is <laughs> they the don't best post every day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They don't do it every day. He's every morning. Sometimes, I, and I know this about Corey, this is how serious he takes it. Sometimes he wakes up in a sweat ring in his bed because he hasn't been able to determine which one he's going to post that day. And then he's able to do it. Have you ever uh, shared the picture of the one down in the, uh, the the Havasupai tribe down in the Grand Canyon. Uh, no, you should. It's a fascinating. There's a little chapel down in the, in the yeah. in the Grand Canyon, and then I think, and I would love to know more about this one too. Not that I'm telling you how to do your job, but I'm just interested because I've started following, and now I wanna, I wanna see this. There's also a, a chapel that's in Bryce Canyon, I think, 
in the national park that is like 150 years old and it still is a chapel. I might be nice, making yeah. that part up, but I know that you'll find it if there is something like that. So uh, go find that. There's a link for it in the show notes. Um, Corey, I appreciate your time. And and also next time you should know, uh, I'm going to have 10, 10 uh, temple trivia questions. So you better be ready for this. We're going to play along a little game. See if you can beat Corey. That's what the game is going to be. I'll ask the question. You'll play along at home or wherever you're at on the treadmill. Yell it out. That's what I like to do. And you'll see if you can beat Corey at temple trivia. 10 temple trivia. It has to be an alliteration. Hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. Hope that if you're sick or otherwise affected, that you'll be able to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, and the Tiger with a U will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural, the cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back row.